It's going to be a great Friday, everyone. I promise. Completely doable. 1,000% achievable to have an awesome Friday. I don't care how wet and soggy and rainy it is today. Cloudy and overcast and cool. (laughs) This mid-May weather could be. It's going to be a fantastic day. And not just because it's Friday and it's the end of the week. No, 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 no. It is because I'm going to make it awesome. And I'm wearing a suit, okay? (laughs) If you don't feel awesome in a suit, you're buying the wrong suit. I'll take you suit shopping, all right? Once again, you got my number. Give me a call. We'll do it virtually. I will help you pick out a suit. Better yet, me and my wife will help you pick out a suit. Because the suit I have, she helped me pick out. I usually have really good taste in clothing. Uh, Something, thank you mom, that she bestowed upon me at an early age. As a teenager, I wore nicer clothes than my father. So, yeah. I was big into fashion and brands. My priorities obviously way misaligned as a teenager but what came out of it all and through the years is a refined taste in clothes and not that I'm Gucci or Armani or a label whore or it always has to be a brand name I just have really good taste but also which is very nice is my wife also has really good taste and so when we went suit shopping she picked these out and she couldn't have done a more fantastic job because when I put these suits on they're not million dollar suits but guess what they make me feel like a million bucks and that's what a suit should do you should definitely definitely recommend right having something in your wardrobe that when you put on and it doesn't but when you put it on and it may have a specific purpose uh, you know a very tailored pun intended objective or location you know as part of the equation right of where you're going who you're around what the circumstances are and this this clothing just aligns with it perfectly oh man you got to have that in your closet and so i'm talking about a suit and so i'm not saying oh you got to have a suit i mean you you should have a suit or two Uh, that was something i was lacking for when the occasion arose i kind of threw together what i had and i didn't like being put in that position um, but even if it's if it's other less formal occasions, but just whether it's a, a nice shirt, a nice sweater, something that kind of just just fits you well and it suits and it suits you well. Interesting choice of words, right? And and you just feel awesome. I mean, there's definitely something to be said for that, right? If I put you in torn up jeans, raggedy clothes, something oversized colors you know wash you out or are too striking or too distracting all kinds of patterns and nothing lines up if you could perform well in that kudos to you to me I'd rather be put together well look well and then it all flows natural right I don't have to think about the fact of is what I'm wearing a distraction 
is it going to send the wrong message? People talk about don't judge a book by its cover. But why would we put no cover? Why would we put an ugly cover? I mean, if we're going to put a cover on it, why not put one that sends the right message right off the bat? And this whole philosophy of don't judge a book by, by its cover, I mean, that's baloney. I mean, before we meet people, all we have to go off is visual. As a species, our main way of seeing, learning, navigating, exploring, teaching, thriving in this world is through sight. The whole, and I spoke to this before I think on another podcast, if you have the choice between losing your hearing and losing your sight, and you have to debate about it, you, you shouldn't be. You want to lose your hearing. You don't want to lose your sight. But the fact that, right, even as children, as we're developing um, dialogue and speech, speech recognition, kids will mimic. Kids will just mimic. And everybody loves it when a kid does it and they think it's adorable. You know, you clap and a baby claps and you're like, oh my goodness, can you believe that? Yeah, I can believe that. It sees you do some weird ass things with your hands and it goes, Hey, I think I can do some weird ass things with my hands. And then, guess what you do when they do it? You smile and you light up. So guess what they try to do? They're like, this person's contorting their face. Let me see if I can contort my face. That's why it's so critical as a parent that you're more keen to what you're doing than what you're saying. And even as the kid learns English, or whatever native tongue you want to teach them, Whatever form of speech path that they go down, right? It's still more important of what you do, even into the teenage years, right? I'm, even into the teenage years, even when they're more observant, and just in the key word there, right? Observant. <laughs> what you do is going to pick up heavier than what you say. If you're telling your kid at whatever age, Put down the tablet, put down the phone, read a book, go outside. And you're not doing that? And you're saying this all while you're on your iPhone, Android, iPad. Even your laptop. To me, your laptop is just another big... It's the original iPhone. It's the original, you know technology that we want our kids to get a little more detached from. Especially if you're like, go outside and play, but you're sitting on the couch watching TV. Talk about mixed messages. And you can't follow it up with, well, when I was your age. They don't know what that looks like. They can't observe it. It's more challenging for them to try to mentally construct a younger image of you, which they don't have, in a place that they don't know exists, doing something that they've never seen before. But if you go outside, if you enjoy spending time outside, if you're active, isn't it interesting how professional athletes, their children, have a high percentage 
statistically of becoming professional athletes. And then people go, oh, it's good genes, blah, 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 blah. No. Genetically, what separates us is so minuscule. It really is. And yet, it'd be the best of the best. It, it takes effort and time and and you, you know, you, having a condition like asthma or some other ailment physically, yes, that, you know, that puts you at a disadvantage, for sure. But it's not, oh my goodness, genetics are the reason why. It's because they mimic what they see. I mean, we as a species mimic what we see. And so, going back to judging a book by its cover, and I'll come back to this tangent. This tangent was, on, was intentional. If, if you think sometimes that my tangents are just reckless and weird and wild, and let's see where Rico goes, they all connect the dots on purpose. And the human mind isn't linear, right? We don't work in that fashion. God, if you, if you truly do work in that fashion, you, you need to broaden your horizons because you need to be able to see and work multiple paths being of a one track mind is going to set you up for failure more times than not your ability to gain knowledge from your experiences is going to be limited for sure so going back to judging a book by its cover it's how we operate as a species right we see something first Right, when we go clothing shopping, I look at how something appears first, and then I'll try it on or touch it, you know, and get tactile with it. When you meet somebody and you size them up, is their hair disheveled, you know, um, facial hair, does it fit? they just look unclean and unshaven it doesn't look intentional with purpose once again are their clothes too tight because they can't acknowledge the fact that over the years they put on weight people don't realize this too little tip here clothing wise your pants if you notice especially over a long period of time people's pants looks like they're shrinking and even in their mind they go are my pants shrinking? Like, why, why is my cuff moving up my leg? You know, it used to fall this way on my shoes, and now you can pretty much see my ankles. And you go, well, when I bought it at 30, I was this height, and now at 40 or whatever have you, I'm still the same height. You're right. Like, it's not that your pants have shrunk. Your waistline has expanded. And in the virtue of your waistline and everything expanding, it has actually pulled your pants up. Like that's real, you're stretching your pants outwards, widthwise, and that's what's causing them to come hiked up even more. Now if you don't know how to do laundry and you're shrinking your clothes, that's a strong possibility. Everybody always wants to do like high heat, high dry, um, but you can only do that so often. I mean. Clothing and heat and fabrics, they still observe the laws of nature, right? 
you can't just high high heat them until they become kid sizes and the only thing that's going to cause them to come up even more I say this because when I was in the military I'd see people when they first make chief and they get their khakis and you go and you get your khakis tailored right they, they take you to the shop because I was part of the process too but they'll take you there they'll fit you up they want you to look sharp you should look sharp everything fits great and you're in your best shape typically because that first year when you're making chief they run you to death they run you ragged you will be in top shape but after that there's no more pressure there's no more organize this organize that it's on you and once again when people get back into the rut and the things that uh, they prioritize and the discipline to stay committed to things that matter your body always takes second fiddle and it suffers and so you see, over the years, people don't just blow up or balloon up, but you see they, they put on 20, 30 pounds. And 20 years of being in the military, I've seen those hemlines come up. And it's like these guys are right, rocking high waters. I know they didn't buy it that way. <laughs> so... There is my tip on pants. If you feel like your hemlines, you know, your um, your break, your cuff in your pants is, is creeping up, it could be because your waistline's creeping out, for sure. So we are very visual creatures. We do judge a book by its cover. And in knowing that, and knowing how I want to project and portray myself, right, first, person, first impressions are criti- critical, they're crucial, right? They set the tone. They set the narrative. So why not paint a better picture of yourself instead of being honorary or, you know, being stubborn and going, ah, well, they should get to know me. Yes, they will. But wouldn't you like to just have the whole picture, the whole package? I mean, you can have a, pa- a Picasso picture, right? A Monet, something beautiful, something gorgeous. But if you put it in some cheap you know, $5 Walmart frame, it's going to notice, right? People are going to notice. And you would, you would never do that. You'd be like, that's crazy. Why would I hang this in my room with this cheap frame? It deserves more. It deserves better. Same with you. Especially if you're trying to sell yourself going before an interview, aka I'm wearing a suit because I'm going to an interview. And it just empowers you. It gives you that boost, that mental boost. And so for the Picasso that I want to paint, which is me, I'm going to put it in a dope-ass frame. So then people, they don't question, they don't think. They go, I like what I see and I like what I hear. Boom, boom, boom. Let's do it. Leave it all out there. Look good. Like, to me, once again, too, it's looking good, feeling good, play good. It's very real, folks. If you've ever had a date, gone on a date, 
to get that boost of testosterone and confidence to feel like, yes, I am worthy of being courted by somebody else. I've never been one to go, look at me, I'm a good looking dude. But you put me in some nice clothes, I'm feeling like I'm a good looking dude, <laughs> right? I am about to turn 40 and I know that probably the next five years, that's that's like the, the peak, right? Like in reality, physically, have I peaked a little, you know, did I peak sooner? Yes. I mean, everybody does, right? Your early 30s are really when you're going to be your fittest. You know, everything, everything should come together as a whole, as a package, as a human being. Technically, am I starting to deteriorate cell by cell? Yes. So is this the point when things like my hair starts getting thinner, I start getting hair in more places, <laughs> I start really developing wrinkles more? Yes. But so really, my next, I'll, I'm going to be kind to myself here and say that the next five years are when physically the appearance is going to be as good as it's going to get, right? And anything after that is going to be have to be a artificial, you know, done up in some uh, doctor's office, <laughs> potentially, right? If, if that's the path I want to go of uh, artificially sustaining youth. But so knowing that, I, that these next five years are my, are my prime time, you know, of, uh, of being me, and then from there it's all going to fade, and I can try to fight it as much as possible, but at the end, nature will win. These people that are 80, trying to look like they're 60, and they look like, see, it's funny, I'm saying like they're in their 80s. I mean, these people like that are super old. And, you know, when you're 80, there's no way in hell you're going to look like you're 20 or 30. But the procedures that they've had done. <laughs> and, you, and you can only fake it up to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? You can only go back so many years. You can maybe shave 10 years off. And not have it look completely fake and phony. But when you got, like, no wrinkles... Everything's fit perfect. Yeah, I don't know. This is a tangent that I don't want to be on. We'll, we'll, we'll veer off this. Talking about transplants and body modifications. So yeah, folks. I started this drive saying how today's going to be an awesome day. That's 100% within my control. But when I have an awesome freaking attitude and then you put me in a suit, I want to go freaking tackle Wall Street. I want to drive down to D.C. right now, kick down the White House, tell them, give me that desk, give me that chair. It's mine, you're done. I don't know if I'd make it that far in, actually. That'd be pretty impressive, actually. 
I think I think that if they had like a contest like that, you know, maybe they turn that into a movie, kind of like the Grudge. But if you're able to defeat the Secret Service, you know, getting into the Oval Office, and there's going to be rules, right? You can't just like swarm them. You know, it has to be on an individual basis. Everybody gets one chance. You got like maybe 12 hours. You know, you don't get infinite amount of time. It's like from start to finish, you got 12 hours. Whatever you can fit, like in a in a backpack, go. If you can get past Secret Service, you're the president. But if you can't, right? And they won't kill you. We'll, we'll go all non-lethal here. But if they stop you, then you got to spend like 20 years in jail or something, or the rest of your life in jail. I don't know. Risk reward, right? You know, if you're going to be president of the United States, there's got to be something that offsets it, right? to make you go, well, I don't know, think I can do that. So that way you don't have millions of people lining up just to try. So if there's a writer out there who makes that and turns it into a movie, I got this for eternity right here. I'm going to take you to court if you don't give me a little cut of the pie. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, I mean, I got a suit on. I feel good. I think it's important to, to look good, feel good, play good. And I have an interview. You know, I mentioned it real briefly, but my progression, my growth, sky's the limit. Once again, I, I, I would never want to be here on this platform in my podcast and come off as a hypocrite. I mean, everything I say, I do. Right? I'm not sitting on the couch telling you that you need to go outside and be active while I'm eating ice cream, watching Netflix in my pajamas on the couch because that sounds kind of fantastic right now, actually. No, truthfully, I don't know the last time I had ice cream. Um, I've been more active than ever, running outside. So when I'm telling you you need to go out and be active or be working out or taking care of yourself, especially during this pandemic, I'm doing the same thing. And I'm struggling the same way, right? I don't run as much as I'd like to. I could eat a little better, for sure. <laughs> a little more protein, a little less carbs. But I'm trying, just like I expect you to just try. Try your best. And so same when I'm saying about, not just a matter of like, get yours, but live your best life. Live to your highest potential. What do you want to be and now think two rungs above that, right? Whatever you can imagine for yourself, I guarantee is not what you can achieve for yourself. The things that I share with my mom and my wife about what I want, I know that if I had said these things to them 10 years ago, they would have chuckled. They would have been like, that's cute. Like, I hope that happens for you. Like, that sounds awesome. I really hope you get it. Because to them, it sounds like winning the lottery, right? It, it sounds nice. It sounds dreamy. But it doesn't sound real. And I say, I, I put it back in 10 years of context. Because now when I say it to them, they see the look in my face. They see the passion with which I speak. And which I'm determined and motivated to make it happen. 
And I tell you now, where I want to be, I'm not even sure fully how I'm going to get there. But I'm going to lay it all out there. And so far, it's working out really well for me. I am happy. And I, I truly just want the same for y'all. That's what it boils down to. That, once again, goes back to my why. Why I like being a leader. Why I like being in team environments. To help other people unlock their potential. Unlock the best version of themselves. Get a little happiness along the way. A little joy. And maybe some of the other accoutrements that go with that. Alright, folks. I hope I got you a little pumped this morning because uh, I'm pumped. I really am. It's Friday. Let's get it. Let's put the exclamation point on this week and go into the week feeling freaking great and joyful and happy. And when you share that with other people and it rubs off because attitudes are contagious and is yours worth catching? I'm sure it is, but spread that joy, spread that love, spread the attitude. Yes. All right. Let's go work hard and be nice and have an awesome day intentionally. Don't want to drag it out any more than I usually do. Love y'all. Have an awesome Friday.